Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Yeah, man, we spoke about a bit of NFL at the start of the show, actually. My Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold, uh, going well. They're 3-1. They lost to America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yesterday in Dallas as well, but put on a hell of a valiant effort. Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. Raiders are 3-0. They've had a bye. Um, so there's a few teams. So we thought we'd get someone in that exactly knows what he's talking about. It is NFL Tuesday. We had a big Monday yesterday. Tom Brady went back to his own old uh, Gillette Stadium, New England Patriots. So here we go. He might be the biggest ticket in sport and the Foxborough faithful who cheered and supported Tom Brady in two decades, got a taste of what the rest of the league has had yesterday when the, he marched into his town with his new gang and the Tampa Bay Bucks outlasted the Patriots in a wet and wonderful thriller in the National Football League. Ben Volan is a senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe and a top NFL voice in the States. He joins us now. Good morning, Ben. What's well, morning here. How are you, Ben? Yeah, good morning there. Good afternoon here. It's... Uh... It feels like morning. It was a real late night for this game, and it uh, it felt like a Super Bowl. There were helicopters swirling above, and uh, you know, TV shows do you know the national morning shows were all doing uh, their sets at Gillette Stadium, and then you had a lot of people rooting for Tom Brady, even though he's on the other team. Yeah. So uh, it was a, a crazy night in Foxborough, and I thought the game was actually pretty entertaining, and for the most part, lived up to the hype. Yeah, so you thought it was up to the height with Tom Brady. I know he, there was a lot of Brady chanting at the start of the match, but when as soon as the whistle went, there was a lot of booing as well. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, tons of cheers for Brady before the game, which is what I uh, expected. And then once the game started, the New England fans said, we're going to boo you. You're, you're the visitor now. You're the enemy. And it wasn't... Uh, you know, the the angriest booze by any stretch, but uh, I thought they, they did a good job of letting Brady hear it all night. And Brady was pretty frustrated, uh, not with the booing, yeah. but just by Bill Belichick's defense. Uh, the Patriots did a good job of, of slowing down the Bucks. Uh Tom Brady only completed 51% of his passes, 
It was his lowest completion percentage, I think, since 2019. So um, the Bucks came into the game ranked number one in the league in scoring, and the Patriots did a pretty good job of slowing them down. Do you, do you reckon with the build-up and the hype surrounding the return, as ESPN called it, do you reckon the build-up got to his home and he was a little bit nervous and a little bit apprehensive that might have affected his game? Uh, I do think the emotions maybe got the better of him a little bit. He probably wanted to come into the game wanting to put on a show, and, and you could tell he was pretty frustrated <laughs> with the way things were going last night. Uh, I remember the Bucks kicked a go-ahead field goal in the fourth quarter, and I was just watching Brady the whole time on the bench, and he barely moved a muscle, just no reaction, more probably more relief and frustration uh, than, than truly feeling success. It, my, my impression of the game was that Brady came away with the, with the W, no question. You know, that, that, that's what's most important. But I thought Bill Belichick overall kind of won the game because, like I said, I, I thought the Patriots' defense played very well. Um, the Patriots showed something, you know, with their rookie quarterback, Mac Jones. Again, he didn't mm-hmm. quite go uh, and outduel Tom Brady, but Mac, I thought, showed great poise on the national stage and, and um, was not backing down from Tom Brady by any stretch. And I think the Patriots have to feel good about the direction the team is headed in right now where the Bucks have a lot of injuries and, and they're struggling a little bit. And, and so I, I just, even though the Bucks won the game, I thought the Patriots uh, still feel, should feel maybe better about themselves coming out of that game. Before we get to Matt Jones, I know Louis wants to talk about him. I want to ask you about Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Look, the relationship. Is it a good relationship? I saw the hug post-match, and it was a bit awkward, let's be honest. It was, it was, a, it was probably the quickest hug I've ever seen in, in, <laughs> in the world. Uh, what is the relationship like with those two? So it was a very brief hug on the field, but that was on purpose. <laughs> Um, so Belichick told Brady before the game that they were going to actually meet up and catch up in the locker room afterwards. And Belichick went into the Buccaneers locker room after the game and was in there for almost 25 minutes, uh, having a nice long talk with Tom Brady and catching up with him. So, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the relationship is not great. I, I definitely think that for a long time, uh, the last few years, Brady did not feel appreciated by Belichick, and there were, uh, you know, some some bad feelings on both sides. At the same time, it's it's now been long enough. I think distance has has made each maybe gain a different perspective over the the relationship. And like I said, they spent nearly 25 minutes catching up last night. Uh, um, so, you know, look, it is what it is. Brady's in Tampa Bay. He's not finishing his career with the Patriots. That's because he wanted to play for someone else and was kind of tired of being coached by Bill Belichick. But he still, I think, has a tremendous amount of respect for everything that Belichick meant, has meant for him in his career. We've got Ben Volan on the line right now. He's a senior NFL writer at the Boston Globe. We've got a couple of texts here, double A, double three. Get them coming through. We'll, we'll put them to Ben before we let him go. But Bill Belichick, he's one of the real enigmas in American sport, isn't he? I think he's probably quite misunderstood. Ben, what does he think about Mac Jones, his new guy? Because he seemed to stand up last night and he, he really uh, he, re- he really went toe to toe with Brady and he didn't seem out you know overawed by the occasion at all, as far as we could tell on television. No, certainly not. And I think of all the rookie quarterbacks, Mac Jones, there are five starting right now. And I think Mac Jones has uh, been the best one so far, just showing good poise and toughness. Not as consistent as you need him to be on a 
drive-by-drive basis. The, the Patriots, you know, still only scored 17 points last night. You hold Tom Brady and the Bucks to 19, you should win that game. And so they need to score more mm-hmm. points. They couldn't get it done at, at the end of the game. But they love Max toughness. He took a lot of hits. And he's taken a lot of hits for the first four games of the season. Teams are really blitzing him, trying to get after the rookie. And he's handling it very well. He pops right back up. He doesn't let it affect him, taking a lot of sacks and, and hits so far. But he's doing a great job. And he does a good job of kind of scanning the field and, and putting the ball where it needs to be. He's completing 70% of his passes this year. That's seventh best mm-hmm. among all quarterbacks so far. So uh, Belichick has just been very pleased with Max's toughness, his poise, and his work ethic. He, he's been putting in the hours and uh, has really been grinding away. And, and even though he's a first-round pick, certainly has not been acting like anything is owed to him. Um, I think Belichick wanted to go into the year with Cam Newton as, as his veteran starting quarterback, but I think Mac Jones just really impressed them during training camp, and they said, "Why delay the inevitable? Let's let's put the kid in now." You know, you only you, your only worry is that he he takes too many hits, and you got to keep him safe mm-hmm. and healthy throughout a 17 game season. But so far, Mac Jones is, is doing pretty well, and even though the record's only one and three, the way they're playing and the way he he showed improvement last night you got to think that some wins are coming soon for the Patriots. Mm. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Hey, uh, we've got a text message here from Jimmy in Christchurch. He, share, he says, should Big Ben, Big Ben for the Steelers, should Big Ben retire for the Steelers? As a Steelers fan, he is very frustrating. What's your take? Yeah, he looks cooked. He's 39 <laughs> years old, and, you know, <laughs> there, there was a lot of talk coming into training camp about how he's in great shape and this and that, but he, he just – he looks like he doesn't quite have it anymore. Um, mm. You know, most quarterbacks aren't Tom Brady. When they get to 39 years old, that's when they start to show some real decline. And the Steelers, you know, uh, it, it'd be foolish to count them out. They, they've been so good for yeah. so long under Ben and Mike Tomlin that I think they still deserve some benefit of the doubt. But this does look like kind of a rebuilding year for the Steelers. They've not prepared for the future at quarterback. They, they pretty much had to bring – Big Ben back this year because they didn't have another quarterback waiting in the wings. So they, that's going to be the number one priority for them this offseason is either signing someone or drafting a quarterback in the first round because Ben Roethlisberger certainly does look cooked right now. All right, so Ben Roethlisberger, he doesn't look good. There you go, Jimmy. That's the goal from Ben Bolin over in the Boston Globe. Um, what about the rest of the league? rest of the league, I know I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. Uh, Sam Darnold, they're 3-1, which I've never thought, I never saw coming, but they're, they're going okay. Arizona Cardinals are 4-0. and who's, who's leading the way for you? I can't believe I'm speaking to a Carolina Panthers fan in New England. That, that seems fairly <laughs> incredible. <laughs> of all the teams to pick, the Carolina Panthers. Um, Cam Newton. Cam Newton, sure buddy, and Greg Olsen, sure, my favorite. I'm favorites. sure there's a good story there. <laughs> there is. Um, there is. Yeah, the, the the, the Cardinals look great right now. Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP. He leads the league with 76% completion percentage, which is very good. And he's averaging nine and a half yards for a tenth, which is number two in the league. So he's completing a lot of passes, and he's pushing the ball downfield. I believe he leads the NFL also in, in completions over 25 yards. So he's running around like a dynamo, and he, he's playing great. The defense has been solid. Very well-balanced team. That was a big win against the Rams yesterday in Los Angeles. Very impressed by the Cardinals so far. They have a very difficult schedule coming up. Uh, it seems like every good team in the NFL is going to face them over the next seven weeks. 
So they're going to be tested, mm-hmm. but I think the Cardinals are built to last. The Panthers, to me, they, they kind of ran out of steam. I felt like they were due for a loss. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hurt. They lost their first-round pick, J.C. Horn, the cornerback. Um, they're also with, without a couple other pieces on defense yesterday. And they faced a very good Dallas Cowboys team who now has won three in a row. And, you know, they, mm. they lost by two points on opening night to Tom Brady. And they're, they're that much away from being 4-0 and undefeated right now. The, Dak Prescott's having a great year. Uh, they've run for 600 yards rushing in their last three games. So Zeke Elliott and the rushing game are really doing a great job. So the Cowboys are coming on strong, and they look like they're going to be uh, a real contender in the NFC. Uh, there's so much going on at the moment, isn't there, Ben? And, and look, I know this isn't your domain, but we have to ask you because Boston is one of the great sporting cities in the world, you know. I, I truly believe that, you know, London, Melbourne, uh, Christchurch, of course. Um, but but, but the, the Red Sox and Yankees, you, you've got a, a wild card game in Boston. Is it tomorrow? And, and just with the anxiety of Tom Brady coming back into town and now you get a, a Yankees-Red Sox do-or-die wild card game, is the city coping? Yeah, well, I, I was lamenting with my boss that there's just too much going on right now. I mean, the, the Tom Brady game is big enough in and of itself, and the Red Sox and their playoff push, and now the one game against the Yankees, that's big enough, and, and unfortunately we have it all kind of intersecting at the same time. But, yeah, I mean, a, you know, Red, the Red Sox-Yankees rivalry isn't quite what it used to be. Just, I don't know, baseball has, has not – remained, uh, you know, uh, football has clearly overtaken baseball as mm. kind of America's pastime. And, and everyone, uh, the Red Sox are obviously still very big in Boston, but it's a, it's a Patriots town. So, you know, the Patriots dominate the conversation. But, yeah, everyone's going to be tuned in. One game playoff, Red Sox and Yankees, for as far as Major League Baseball goes, it definitely doesn't get any better than that. Well, I think it might be the first time on New Zealand radio. Tomorrow we might go back-to-back Boston Globe uh, correspondence or Boston hits. So it's, um, <laughs> it's, it's a good time for Boston sports as far as representation down under. Hey, thanks so much for your time, Ben. We really appreciate it. The NFL, it's a, yeah, it's got a big fan base down here because it's a great sport. We were just saying it, it does such a good job of putting the show on, and that's what we love about it. So appreciate your time. All right, thank you so much. No worries. That's Thank you, mate. Ben Volan out of the Boston Globe. He is a senior NFL reporter and he's a good dude, is he? That was great. That was great, mate. Great. Very insightful from him. Not only with the um, the New England Patriots, but with other teams as well. Uh, Kyler Murray, the Dallas Cowboys. And if you have Sky Sport now, make sure you watch Hard Knocks. They're on the Dallas Cowboys and it's actually an interesting watch. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott, Jerry Jones, the owner. It's a wonderful watch, so make sure you watch that on uh, Hard Knocks. It's it's bloody awesome. And Jimmy from Christchurch, um, Ben Rothsberger is <laughs> quote-unquote cooked. So there you go. <laughs> you had your question answered in no uncertain terms. Morning, boys. Josh Lord's bolter selection has reignited the dream. I'm fit, fast, hard as nails and ready for the call for Fozzie. I'm sure he won't discriminate on age. That's illegal these days. I'm only 60 years young. The dreams are alive. That's PJ and Tamuka. We're talking about All Blacks bolters, and PJ reckons he's the next one in line, Josh Lord, the youngster from the Naki, getting a call-up. Who are your great all-black bolters throughout the years? We want it, we want some nominations as we read them throughout the morning, but we're also going to talk fullback play. We might go have a little bit of a bomb squad here, from one bomb squad member to a new version, a new member of the bomb squad, Geordie Barrett. Is he on Geordie Barrett? Coming up very shortly on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're here with Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.